Welcome to Hebrews Faith, where we focus on how to be a biblical Christian of today's world. My name is Eric Hansen, a servant of God of Hebrews Ministries. It's important to understand what each of our roles are in both the church and our families. Each of us were given a specific purpose to fill. Ephesians 5.21-33 speaks of the father to instruct, the mother to nurture, and the son and daughter to respect. But in this day, it's easier to find people who don't even know that this exists in the Bible, let alone how to apply it to this world. While well, I won't go into the other half of this topic, being the female side, as men only can speak on male-specific areas. In this episode, I'll be talking about how to become a better son, whether we are 5 or 75. Just because we reach the age of maturity or adulthood doesn't exempt us from always being a son in a different regard. Most think of being a son as being a child, and once we reach a certain age, we should no longer carry that title around. But what title is more important to you, son or man? I never grew up with a strong father figure in my life, and so I detested the title of son for most of my time. It wasn't until I became a follower of Christ I enjoyed being called a son, but yet I had no idea what that meant. Now, sometimes it can be a scary question to ask yourself if you are truly seeking insight. Trying to figure out what does it mean to be something you should know so much about, yet absolutely nothing. As you can probably tell, I'm driving home. As you can probably tell, I'm driving home what it means to be a son of God, not just a son to a early father. The overarching theme of this episode can be summarized by Ephesians 6, 1-3, where it says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. They may go well with you, and they may live long in the land. First, we need to address who we are trying to please. Us, our parents, or our Heavenly Father. We should have had to please our parents. It's a matter of... We should have had to please our parents. It's a matter of respect. Even though, like I said, I've never had a father figure in my life, really... I still respect the man that helped conceive me as I better understand his struggles now. And as for my mother, I respect her for doing everything she could as a single parent to provide me food. But especially as we get older, we find ourselves drifting further away from that dependency in them and more on a self-dependency for herself. This is why the question I just posed is very important. Because it shows not only who we respect, but who we admire to be. If you admire to be your father or mother, you tend to take on their behaviors and characteristics. And likewise, if you admire to be your heavenly father, you tend to take on his behaviors and characteristics instead. One of these characteristics is also loving and respecting our parents. Now another point I want to address is where it says, in the Lord. Now this means that what we are doing, saying, and thinking is pleasing to God. This is also referenced in Colossians 3.20. This type of command to us isn't new either. It's grounded in the fifth commandment that God gave Moses. In Exodus 20.12, it was said, Honor your father and your mother. So we see, even as far back as the time that God rescued his people out of Egypt, that we needed to glorify God by loving our parents. And this was even further back than that, really. Thirdly, we also need to remember that we are promised by God when we follow this commandment. If you look back through the commandments given to Moses, up until this one, the fifth one is likely, none were given a promise of favor. 
Essentially, the reward given to honor God directly, you know, the first four commandments was that we would spend eternity in heaven with Him. However, the shift focuses away from glorifying God directly and a bit more on how we could be righteous. The promise here is that if we honor our Father and our Mother here on earth, then we will live a long life. Now, to give you some ideas as to what this means, for example, we shouldn't lie, steal, or berate our parents, regardless of the circumstances. We should listen to the words and while not blindly following everything they say, as it says in 2 Timothy 3.16, we should also place in high regard the words. The one area that this statement is found is in Proverbs 6.20. Now, as every human knows, this is almost impossible to do all the time. This is why 2 Timothy is so important. We need to be able to discern what is righteous and what is vile. This is also why I say we shouldn't just blindly follow what we hear, because even if it sounds correct, it doesn't mean that it is. A small anecdote to this is my wife and I were watching the latest episode of The Chosen on Saturday. The main Gospels I've read so far have really been Luke and some of Matthew. I just tend to be more drawn to the Epistles, so I'm trying to change that and read more of the Gospels, actually. Anyways, I didn't recall ever reading about a holy fountain, so I thought it was just a filler episode between the different stories that they were trying to convey. But after some research, I realized it was found in John 5, so I went to read it, and it's pretty accurate. Now, the reason why I share this story is that this is the same process we should take with our parents, or whenever we really hear something. If you ever hear or see something that we're not quite sure of, we should first see what it says in Scripture, and treat Scripture as a final authority. So the one question that we need to figure out too is what do we do if we find what we were told was against scripture? Ideally what we should do is tell the person that said this to us about the issue, how it was against scripture and what scripture actually says. But we need to do it in a way that is loving and yet truthful, glorifying God and not our ego. How this looks is different for each person, family, etc. But ultimately it's a matter of just being honest. Now, being a son isn't just tied to being a male. This also really applies to females as well when it comes to being the Holy Father. Sonship basically means that we're a child of the Father and that we should be dependent on Him. I love just being a godly son is spending time with our Heavenly Father, praying to Him, reading the Bible, glorifying Him, putting Him first before ourselves. And just overall, trying to be more like him, trying to serve him, and carry his manner, his characteristics, his personality through us by the Holy Spirit, so that other people can see the joy, they can see the fruit, they can see all the pleasure that we get from serving. Now, if you can relate to, please bear with me as we close this episode out in prayer. Father, thank you for welcoming us to Sunship with you. Being not just in your image, but your family, your love, and your care. You bring us hope, joy, and discipline to help guide us to holiness. Without you, we would be just lost sheep and no shepherd. Let's be able to speak of you confidently through the Spirit as you call us to do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening, and until next time, have a blessed season of growth.